So I feel like what I've done really well is had a relentless commitment to growth and healing that has meant that I've been able to navigate all of these things because I've always trusted and focused on that I can feel better than I've ever felt before. And I think that is something that people forget. They think I'm just going to accept feeling like I feel, I'm going to accept feeling tired, or I'm going to accept feeling sad, or I'm going to accept feeling upset. And yes, we want to feel a full range of emotions. We're human, but you can feel stronger, happier, and healthier than ever before. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self, where we nerd out on all things personal development, self-empowerment, and so much more. I'm your host, Sandra Possing, speaker, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur, always and forever on a mission to help you create an extraordinary life that you love. And today I am super pumped to be bringing you our second guest ever, who I'm honestly like pretty humbled and honored to have here because she's kind of a big deal. Let me rephrase that, like a very big deal in the entrepreneur space. And I imagine that she is rather busy, like moving and shaking and changing the world as she does. So you'll hear her story in a moment, but just quick high level intro. She is, among other things, an award-winning positive psychologist, a multi-million dollar business mentor, a best-selling Hey House author, and founder of the Positive Psychology Coach Academy certification. So let me introduce you to the wildly successful and ridiculously inspiring Nick Pigeon. Welcome to the show, Nick. Oh yeah. Thank you for having me. I love that you like moving and shaking. I don't think that I know how to sit still. It's not in my nature. <laughs> we were, <laughs> Nick and I were just joking before we hit record that we're like, both in tank tops, kind of ready to like run off to the gym at any moment. So that's some, definitely something we actually were both personal trainers way back in the day in previous lifetimes. So for a little context, for those of you who don't have Nick, I had the pleasure of working with Nick for two years. I joined one of her programs at a very weird time. Like I literally joined, I think it was a month before the pandemic hit and then everything shut down. And Nick was like a, such an interesting and refreshing contrast to how most of the world was freaking out in the moment and just like a beacon of hope <laughs> and light during all of that. And so in addition to being this absolute business genius, she is truly one of the most positive and solid and grounded humans I've ever met. So I'm really excited to share her wisdom with you today. So Nick, I'm loosely planning on covering like three kind of main areas. I know you're down for anything, but just so you know what's coming. I was thinking like part one, a little bit about your backstory, part two, a little bit about your healing journey, and then part three, what your life looks like today. One of many reasons, but one of the main ones I wanted to have you on is that you are such a brilliant example, I think, of unconventional success. A big part of my mission is showing people, I work with a lot of folks who are like kind of on the traditional path, like, you know, mainstream nine to five. They were given like the rule book of this is what your life is supposed to look like. This is what success is supposed to look like. And a lot of them are not loving it, doing it the way they were told. And so I'm really into unconventional success. And I think you do such a good job embodying that, like authenticity and alignment. I think your business and your life are just like an expression of who you are at your core. So if you would, please tell us your story. Thank you for such a beautiful reflection. I definitely went against everything that everyone told me to do. <laughs> so I was supposed to, so I actually started in business in high school. And I had um, like a, a little business that was called Young Enterprise. And I did my business and economics the first two years of university and high school. And then decided I wasn't going to do business at all because my dad wanted me to do mechanical and automotive engineering. He was like, Nick, you're super intelligent. You've done maths, you've done physics. So I feel like you should just pursue that. 
So I went down that route for a little while until I was 18, 19. And I was in Australia taking some time off to go over there with my partner, who was a professional cricket player at the time. And he was seeing a sports psychologist who was telling him, like, when you're looking out onto the field and you've got the bat in your hand, don't focus on the fielders. Look for the gaps in between them instead. So I was like, oh, my goodness, because that doesn't just apply to sport. Imagine if we applied that to our everyday life. And instead of focusing on what goes wrong, we focus on the opportunities and the possibilities instead. So I canceled my degrees in engineering. Much to the dismay of my family, they were like, you are crazy. So I canceled them. I ended up going to study sports science with psychology and then doing a master's degree in positive psychology with a specialism in physical activity in the body. So all of my journey in psychology has been knowing and teaching that it's not just neck up. So it's not just mindset or thinking, but it's also our bodies as well, which is so important. So that was my first adventure into doing the opposite of what people told me. And just for anyone who's wondering where your accent might be from, do you want to tell us what your origins are? The northeast of England, so a place called Newcastle. And I grew up there. I just honestly had a very normal childhood, nothing to do with sport or exercise. I actually used to hate pee. I got bullied really badly when I was a kid, when I was like 11, 12. And because I was an academic kid, it used to be really easy for me to kind of get through like the lessons because it was structured. And I was like, right, I can just focus on doing my work. But I actually used to get bullied in sport. And when I was 11 or 12, I had a suicide attempt that my parents pulled me out of the school that I was in, homeschooled me for six months, and then put me in. My dad remortgaged the house to be able to afford to send me to a private school. So it's interesting when you notice these domino effects of two minutes ago, I was talking about how my family didn't believe in me. But actually, if we rewind to that moment in time when I was 11 or 12, my dad placed a bet on me and believed in me. And actually, on New Year, just gone, I was texting him because I I live in Los Angeles now and I always watch the fireworks on YouTube at New Year. And... It's like eight hours behind. So I was seeing it when I was kind of out for late lunch at 4 p.m. And I was like, Happy New Year, Dad. And he replied and he said, it's going to make me emotional. He replied and he was like, you know, Nick, you were the best investment I could ever have made. He was like, you've took every opportunity that you had and you've run like headfirst with it. And you've done so, so well. He was like, I'm really proud of you, darling. Oh, (laughs) so amazing. And I mean, talk about... Well, actually, so one one thing that popped into my mind as you were saying that too, in terms of taking opportunities, like you've seemingly, uh, for anyone who's open to and and believes in things like manifestation, you are someone who you have a way of attracting things to you and also are very good at jumping on the opportunities when they show up. Like one that I was thinking about was the Richard Branson connection, which is kind of a cool story. Was that still like in the earlier part of your career, like when you were just getting started? Yeah, that was a long time ago now. So it's actually, it was 2012 or 2013 when I got a startup loan from Virgin Startup. Then I was invited to do a Google Hangout with Sir Richard Branson, who was on Necker Island. I was in Newcastle. 
and then Elon Musk, who was in Los Angeles. And through that, I mean, there's so much that came out of that. I was a scared little girl who just launched a business and was kind of putting one foot in front of the other. I couldn't believe that someone believed in me and gave me £8,500 as an investment. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is it. I can do it. And from that call, I'm now on the, the internet as the girl that made the billionaire cry because I made Elon cry in that conversation. And Richard and I have been able to really develop a beautiful relationship because of how I did take that opportunity and was able to build a multi-million dollar business, go to Necker Island in 2019 and sit at dinner with him and say, oh, I remember when you did that Google Hangout with that girl from Newcastle. That was me. And he was like, oh my goodness, Nick. He was like, tell me how you did this. And then I was able to go back again in 2022 and take nine of my students who'd also made million dollar businesses and give him the update. And he was like, okay, Nick, is it all right if I am... Um, if we have breakfast together tomorrow and then if we have a meeting afterwards and I'd love to write an article about you on my personal blog. So we went and shared the story on his personal blog and I'm just like, this is such an amazing thing for people to be able to witness and see what's possible for a girl from a town in the northeast of England who just continued to bet on herself, continued to say yes continue to do the thing that was unconventional and take the opportunities. And I think that it's a really good story for people to see what's possible when you just continue to choose yourself and your dreams. That also reminds me of one of the other examples where you really bet on yourself, which was the, I don't know what the timing was, but when you were, I guess it was when you were writing your first book or when you were trying to get it published. Like I'm thinking about the trampoline story, the starfish trampoline, if you want to tell that, because that's a great example too. I know. I feel like all of these stories are so like crazy wild. I just sound like I'm actually crazy. (laughs) But I think that sometimes that's what it takes. It takes you to have like unwavering certainty and belief and faith. Yeah. Like that deep knowing that you're going to continue to go for your dreams and you're going to continue to believe because there's going to be times when nobody else believes for you or in you. Sometimes it can just be you. So you've got to have that real resolve within yourself. And I think people don't realize that it's something that you can choose. You can decide to have that. You don't have to wait for it to magically show up. You don't have to prove yourself first. You don't have to have someone else tell you you're worthy. You get to decide that and kind of stake your claim and declare. Yeah. And I feel like you have to do that every single day or multiple times per day when no one's watching as well. Because it's it's great going and telling people that you're going to do it and having this big moment where you're like, yes, this is my goal or sharing it on social media. But actually it's the small positive choices that you make daily that compound to create success. The story that you're talking about was back in 2015 when I decided to write my first book, Now Is Your Chance. And I wanted to do it in the sunshine instead of in the rain. So I left Newcastle sold my car, moved out of my apartment, packed my suitcase, including my crystals, (laughs) and went to the other side of the world with this big dream. And I got over there and I'd launched my first group coaching program. I'd been coaching for a number of years, but I'd been doing it in person in Newcastle and spent six months learning how to build Facebook ads, 
gone across there, thought I'm going to live this location independent dream and make 10K a month and managed to sell one place on a group coaching program, which really wasn't a group. So then got back into this place of everyone telling me, Nick, you can't be a business owner. You can't be an entrepreneur. Just go and be a personal trainer in Australia. So I literally felt physically sick because it felt like it was, I'd taken a step towards alignment and my dreams and I was being pulled backwards. So I really had to ask myself what I would teach other people to do in that scenario. And what I would teach people to do is to go inwards and double down on your personal practice first. So I was listening to positive podcasts. I was reading books, listening to audiobooks, meditating three times a day, doing my Kundalini chants, really getting laser focused on what it was I wanted rather than what it was that I didn't want. And I remember one of my friends had come to Australia to see me and we'd gone to this big trampolining park. And I was jumping up on the trampoline doing these star jumps. And I was saying to myself, like, I am a seven-figure coach. I am a Hay House author. And I was integrating this like physiology with this manifestation, this dream, this psychology, this thing that I wanted to create. And I was saying yes to it from a really positive emotional place that we know when you make a declaration from an extreme emotional place, either a high positive or really low negative, it can lock in a new trajectory for you. So I did that at that time and it came true too. Okay. So there's so many things I would want to dig into into in that, but I want to jump to the healing journey. Cause I think one thing that a lot of my listeners and audience who are a mix of entrepreneurs and creatives, but also nine to five corporate types, kind of a lot of normal life stuff. And as I think we all know, everyone is struggling in their own way, but a lot of folks are coming up against just really hard challenges and current stuff, but also dealing with maybe past traumas and things that are coming up. And a lot of people don't have the tools to navigate much of that or any of it. And I would love it if you could share, you've been so open about some of your own past experiences and traumas and health challenges and things. If you could highlight some of those and how you overcame them. Flip an arc. <laughs> so I'm a three, five in human design. And the three is the, like, I have to do everything wrong to be able to teach how to do it right. So my life has been a series of ups and downs. Let's say that. So when I was super young, I had that suicide attempt when I was 11 or 12. I also lost seven of my close friends, three of which died by suicide. When I was 25, I was locked in what I thought was a taxi and I was actually raped. So I went through a lot of healing through those things in terms of the trauma reprogramming. And then on the health side of things, I've navigated adrenal fatigue. I've navigated heavy metals poisoning, mold poisoning. And really, I think the thing that I would love, I can dive into all of these or any of these that you want to dive into the essence or the takeaway that I would love to land for everyone from this is that your journey of personal growth and healing is never going to be done. So I feel like what I've done really well is had a relentless commitment to growth and healing that has meant that I've been able to navigate all of these things because I've always trusted and focused on that I can feel better than I've ever felt before. And I think that is something that people forget. They think I'm just going to accept feeling 
like I feel I'm going to accept feeling tired or I'm going to accept feeling sad or I'm going to accept feeling upset. And yes, we want to feel a full range of emotions. We're human, but you can feel stronger, happier and healthier than ever before. Can you speak to some of your experiences like through the lens of, since this is definitely in your lane, like post-traumatic growth? Because I think it's so common for folks to, they've gone through some sort of trauma or experience and it's so easy to get stuck in the victim mentality and to think, well, like, guess my life is ruined and thanks a lot to that person. And then they, it's so easy to want to get up and, you know, or give up and it's like a seductive shame spiral that can be really sticky. But how does someone cultivate the awareness and then be able to flip that and turn it into a growth opportunity instead? Yeah, I think that really giving yourself space to have some sort of personal practice in your daily life is really important and making yourself a priority. I remember back in 2014, that's probably like what I instantly think of when I think of when I really started to dig into reprogram trauma. I had something called rape trauma syndrome, which is a type of PTSD where you repress and forget that the incident has ever happened. And then it starts to represent through flashbacks and it becomes like destructive and disruptive to your life. So I really went under and the way that I describe it is like, I felt like I was underwater. There was no possible way that I could think about big goals or million dollar businesses when I was terrified to just get through the day. So it felt like the walls were closing in and it felt like I was so scared to even get through the next hour and it was so exhausting that I didn't know what to do. So the tools that helped me when I was really, really in that place were meditation. So I was doing even just like a nine minute meditation, listening to a YouTube audio and putting my trust and faith in that. And over time that started to help me feel comforted or relief or a little bit more like I could see two hours in my day rather than the next one hour. And I could get through maybe half a day rather than then a full day. The other tool that helped you in that time was forgiveness. So some of what was happening in my own mindset was that I was going over and over and over and over things and beating myself up. Or I was thinking about like how bad the other person was and how unfair the situation was. But then I thought to myself, like, I'm actually keeping myself trapped in this downward spiral of negative thoughts and emotions. And the only person I'm hurting is myself. So I remember writing a forgiveness letter and going through a practice of forgiveness and releasing myself from that negativity or that downward spiral and choosing to do that again and again and again as much as I needed to, as well as welcoming support from experts. So I was also going to have counseling and I was working with trauma practitioners and that really helped. And it was the combination of being willing to receive support and also choosing to support myself that helped me get through more days. This is a great example, I think, of where business and healing or personal development are kind of parallel. Like the characteristics that you exhibited in your own healing journey are similar to how you show up in business. It's not just like, oh, this is hard. I'm going to give up. We're like, oh, poor me. It's like, 
I will figure this out and I'm going to start yeah. with, you know, one minute of meditation or how, can I get through the next hour or can I look for it? It's like, how do you help yourself? And then how do you also seek support and lean into that? And same thing with business, you know, it's like, you don't just try one thing. It doesn't work. Then you give up. You just get relentlessly creative and resourceful and you hire mentors and you ask for help and you lean into community and you do all these things. And there's so much available out there for us if we're willing to look for it and grab it exactly. when it's there. I talked to a lot of people who have health issues that are not like overt things. And then they go to, you know, Kaiser or their normal doctor. And they're like, I have headaches. I have GI issues. I have this. And our Western medicine system is not so helpful. You've had to deal with a lot of like, really, I mean, you became like a detective in your own health. Like, what would you say to folks who were like, I have some things going on, but my, you know, GP is not that helpful. Like, where do I even start? So start by getting a full blood panel and a heavy metals test and a mold test. So heavy metals and mold are urine tests, super cheap to get, full blood panel. Like you have to start from looking at the full holistic picture of what's going on in your body. So it's hormones, it's vitamins, it's all of the levels because you can guess or you can treat symptoms, but unless you actually see what's going on, you're never going to know. And even when I saw what was going on, it still took two or three years to uncover what was really happening because some of the symptoms or the levels that I was experiencing were not the root cause of what was going on. So initially I found out that I had hormone imbalances and I had cortisol imbalances and I was dealing with chronic stress. So we looked at healing that and then I didn't feel better. So I was feeling brain fog. I was feeling really tired. I was just noticing my body wasn't right. And it was going on for a long, long time, no matter how healthy I was eating, how much exercise I was doing. So I learned that I've learned to really get to know my body and that your intuition is right. And if you think that there's something that is off, continue to fight for yourself and for your health because doctors don't always know best. So I did become, like you said, a detective going between multiple doctors, trying to uncover things, going down the path of trying to heal hormones, healing adrenal fatigue, then getting chelation therapy for heavy metals, healing that, then looking at, okay, what is it next? Getting brain scans. Brain scans were telling me it was ADHD, PTSD, all of these different things, treating for that still not feeling better. We're talking two, three years down the line now until one doctor at Amen Clinic said, this is not right. Let's test for mold. And as soon as she tested for mold, we found out within a few weeks that I had six different types of mold poisoning from a home that I'd lived in seven years before. And the mold was actually the cause of all of the other symptoms. So we treated the mold and everything else went away. Talk about like being a relentless advocate for yourself and not being, I mean, your whole brand is unstoppable success. It's like you're unstoppable. You're relentless in advocating for yourself, deciding to believe in yourself, deciding to find the support, get to support, ask for help, do the research, talk to different people. And that goes for our health. It goes for healing trauma. It goes for our businesses. It goes for our careers, our relationships, everything. So just for the sake of time, let's pop over to a glimpse behind the curtain of what is next life now. Like just give us, I mean, there's, you've got a lot going on just from 
like just watching your Instagram these days, I'm like, oh my God, so many cool things. But give us like a little, um, just a little highlight reel. What are you up to? What are you excited about? Oh, excited about just the fact that I get to do this work. Like I don't take it lightly that people trust their hearts, their businesses, their personal growth to me and to my companies. So I just feel like such a humility around that. And I'm so humbled by the work that I get to do. I love it. It is so fulfilling. I get to see the impact every single day. So we have the Positive Psychology Coach Academy certification, which we're just seeing hundreds of new coaches go out there into the world and integrate it into their different disciplines and niches and verticals. Well, you actually really define um, what positive psychology is for anyone who's listening who doesn't know. Yeah, for sure. It's the evidence-based science and study of happiness and success. And it's how we as individuals, communities and organizations and businesses can thrive. So we're really looking at human strength and virtue and what goes right with us rather than what goes wrong. So it's a beautiful place to, to work within. And then I have the, the business masterminds and the retreats as well. So we've got different retreats around the world coming up and it feels really special. We've got a really great community, really great team and more TV happening, more stages, all of those exciting things as well. What's like your big, scary next level? What are you stretching into? I think actually the big, scary next level for me is more around the daily practice and systems because there's so many things that I get asked to do. My edge is actually being in the discernment of what to say yes to and what to say no to, because often it's the things that you say no to that allow you to go faster. So when it comes to like global travel, big stages and all of the things, it's like, okay, what are the big initiatives for the year? What is the big mission and purpose? And which ones are feeding that and which ones are a distraction? So it's exciting to do TV. It's exciting to be writing another book about positive psychology for suicide prevention. It's exciting to do retreats around the world. And my edge, that's scary, is how to make it all fit together. I mean, that is, I think, one of the markers of some of the most successful people out there is they're really fucking good at saying no so that they can say yes, just so selectively to the things that are going to have the the biggest impact and that are the most aligned and meaningful. So I will wrap us up here. Thank you so much for your time. Where, um, if people want to go stalk you on the internet and buy your books and join your programs, where should they go do that? Nickpigeon.com. And I love hanging out on Instagram as well at Nick Pidge. Everybody go check her out. We'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you, Nick, so much for not just for your time and your wisdom today, but just for being like the bright light in the world that you are. You make such an impact and having worked with you directly, but also having met so many people who've had their lives and businesses completely transformed by you. I just, I salute you and I celebrate you and 10 huge thank you to everyone who's listening also for tuning in today. I hope this was helpful. Um, and Nick, I definitely plan on coming to another one of your amazing, I came, I came to one retreat because it was the tail end of pandemic times in LA, but I would love to join you in one of your international faraway places. Let's do it. Yes. What are your next ones? Just, I think I saw August is Italy and Hawaii. Awesome. Well, Nick, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and we'll see you later. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me.